Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Well, hello. Yes. It's another Friday. Ah, uh, yeah, which means a party here on Let's Go There. Shara Giselle is in the studio joining us at the third mic. Thank you so much, Shara. I mean, yeah. Why is that just, didn't I say Giselle? Yeah. 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 <laughs> we we joke around here. You might have missed it. <laughs> I used to put more uh, enunciation on the Giselle. Yeah. Yeah, it's an inside joke. Sorry, I didn't mean to bring it on air. But hello, TGIF. This is the last Friday of the month. Are you all excited about that? <laughs> yes, it is the last Friday. I can't it's the believe last Friday it. Of Which the has month. gone off crazy, right? What, what's going on? Like, like the idea of like it's already the end of yeah. the first even month. Even though of the to me, January, even though it's my month, it seems like it's always an eternity. Like January always seems so long to me. Yeah. And of course, February will fly by. Happy Black History Month in advance. I, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm booked the whole month, Ryan. I'm booked, Shira. So, well, that's exciting. Yeah, you that's, should be. That's reparations. Well, yeah, I was that's gonna our say ancestors. that's fun. We deserve it. Mean, is it? I oh, mean, we no. deserve it. Um, but no, actually, I started my day off today really great. Oh. I had um, a really great conversation with the lady playing in our ears right now, Kim Petras. Oh, did you talk to her today? Uh, I had a beautiful interview. I mean, honestly, I, I feel like I just talked to her back in September for the VMAs. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I manifested us being right back in each other's world again. And uh, yeah, she's just incredible. I'm, I love, I can't wait for everyone to hear that. They'll hear it sometime next week. Has anything changed? Like, has, Have you seen her evolve, do you feel? Oh, hell yeah. She dropped some tea t- to me that she has some really amazing projects coming up. So she's getting ready for Coachella, which is really exciting because it's her first time ever performing there. And you know she made history That's by huge. being the first trans artist to perform on the VMAs wow. and the EMAs. Yeah. Wow. And so she's really, you know, stepping into her era and her time right now. And I'm so, excited for her. Yeah, stick around for that. So Odyssey's check-in. I'm, I'm going to be doing it next week. It's going to be wonderful. Yay. All right. So lots coming up on the show today. What else? Uh, well, we're going to be uh, getting into some studies that talk about the disparity among LGBTQ individuals and people of color. We're going to be getting into also having Dr. James Simmons here, who I'm really excited about, to talk about a new oh, HIV Dr. James. Uh, vaccine as well. Oh, okay. Yes. Right. So that's later this hour, 3.20 p.m. Pacific, 6.20 p.m. Eastern. Um, and we're getting into a lot of personal stuff. You know, the, the last uh, segment of every hour, we're definitely getting into a fun conversation, so stick around. Okay. okay, now. But first, let's get into some what's trending this hour. Right now, GLSEN, the organization advocating for safe and inclusive schools for LGBTQ plus students in grades K through 12, has named its first black and first non-binary executive director. Shout out to Melanie Willingham Jaggers, who has been an interim executive director since uh, the previous one stepped down a year ago. 
and just making moves uh, using she, they pronouns, the first person of color, first non-binary person, as I mentioned, first black woman to lead the organization. Okay, I didn't know her pronouns, but yes, kudos to Melanie. She's so cute. No, really, and she just followed me on Instagram. Really? I mean, and on Twitter. Well, look at that. Well, did you talk to her or something? No, literally never. It's so random. But I think it's because of the GLAD connection and and, and our president, uh, Sarah... Sarah uh, yeah. Kate, Kate Ellis? Yeah. yeah. She, uh, she actually, you know, did a huge congratulatory... Gotcha. Um, gotcha. Very cool. That's nice. Yeah. And finally, a new report by Human Rights Watch has found that life for LGBTQ Afghans has dramatically worsened since the Taliban took over in 2021. Just horrible. When they took power, a judge promised that LGBTQ people would be prosecuted and executed by oh stoning or pushing a wall on top of them. Right. Oh Trigger alert. Uh, another spokesperson confirmed the Taliban would institute Sharia law, a strict legal system based on the teachings of the Quran. Uh, based on interviews with 60 LGBTQ Afghans, many who are still living in Afghanistan, the report found that LGBTQ people in the country are facing increased um, moments of threats, violent attacks, and sexual assaults. Um, so just a heads up as we wrap this up, um, there are organizations that are trying to help those on the ground, Right Action International, Immigration Equality, ILGA World and Human Rights Campaign Global. So if you want to check those out, donate to them because it's really it's needed just, right it's now. It's really terrible. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And that was what's trending this hour. What's happening in entertainment news? Well, Miranda isn't the only one down boots about Shay Diaz. And just mm-hmm. like that, we're talking about it in the T-Report. <laughs> I'm going to be watching tonight, okay? I mean, it's really, really good. I did that. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's time for the T-Report. Those pop culture stories trending right now. Uh, Leah Delaria thinks she knows why Shay Diaz from And Just Like That is on the receiving end of so much vitriol. Um, apparently, this is what they had to say. People have a real problem with non-gender conforming individuals. Always have, hopefully always won't. Um, they actually said this in uh, page six in a recent interview. Uh, they went on to say, I think the show appeals to a certain generation of people mm-hmm. who have issues. Um, I don't think it's the show's fault. I think it's the audience's fault. Uh, Leah added that it's pretty much how I've been treated my whole life. And uh, they also said, and any drag queen can talk to you at length about this and how black trans people just have a target on their back in our society. And mm. it's, it's really interesting um, that Leah also said, even posted like a short tongue-in-cheek public service announcement video on Instagram saying, I just want to put it out there. I'm not Shay Diaz. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the clip. Just want to put it out there. I'm not Shay Diaz. Thank you for your time. And Cynthia Nixon, who actually plays Diaz's love interest on the show, um, commented saying, you are in my heart with the little smiley face. I love mm. this. You know, I love this actress. I love Orange is the New Black. Uh, however, I, you know, I posed this question a few weeks ago. Is it just a general annoyance with the character or does non-binary, the, the way people treat non-binary people factor into this? And so I think it's a bit of both. I think there's a general annoyance. I agree it's a a little bit of both. But I also think it's also the writers per, uh, how the writers are writing that character. Yeah. Um, I think that has a lot to do with how the reaction's happening. Um, And yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but we also haven't seen that many of those characters. So isn't that part of it where we're like, there's so much attention of like this and what it represents? Yeah, we have not seen a lot of non-binary characters. So that's the thing. So it's also, we're putting a lot of pressure of like, well, this doesn't represent everyone. But you're like, but it's also. But there are other characters. I mean, 
mean, there is non-binary re- representation. I mean, watch sort of on HBO Max. That's a great, um, that's a great character that shows that experience, but isn't like kind of written in the same I way that she is. I feel like all of them, all those characters are cliches of something, though. That's the problem. Well, that's the problem when that's you're in a thing. marginalized or community. Or also, yeah, like, <laughs> like, like meaning, but all just... like, we, like even the women, like you, they're in. The, you're the cute, sexy woman. You're the, you know, uh, vanilla woman. It doesn't work that way when it comes to white women. Anyway, um, I think <laughs> it. Uh, that is your tea report. We got more coming up next hour. What's coming up in the rest of the show, Shira? Well, with the current congressional climate, what could be in store for Biden's Supreme Court pick? We've got those answers with the Washington Post next. Well, as the White House considers candidates to replace the retiring Justice Breyer, uh, they'll also need a judge who is guaranteed to get support from every member of the Democratic caucus. That could be an issue. Don't hold your breath. As we've seen. Well, back with us is Amber Phillips, political reporter at The Washington Post. Hey, Amber, great to have you here. Hi, Sharon Ryan. Great to be on. Hi. And Char is here, too. We got a third on Fridays. FYI, if you hear another voice, you know. Um, (laughs) Hi there. (laughs) Nice to be on with you. Sorry about that. No Um, worries. So unification is obviously needed to get this done, and we haven't really seen that. So how are they going to go about getting everyone together? Delicately. Um, This comes, one at a great time for Democrats, right? They get to keep a liberal on a court, on the court, on the most Mm -hmm. important court. But it comes at a really tough time for them, too, because they just spent the Democratic base, like the past year, basically, and really the past couple weeks, hating on Senator Kirsten Sinema and Joe Manchin, the two, everyone knows now, the two centrist Democrats who have really thumbed their noses at the Democratic agenda at key points. And so, like you said, they need all 50 Senate Democrats to get Biden's pick through. Like maybe some Republicans will support this person, but safe bet in these days, it's probably not. And so they're just going to have to go about this delicately, like try to be as diplomatic as possible. <laughs> try not to upset Joe Manchin, Kirsten Sinema. Um, maybe Joe Biden has in for some meetings before he picks who he wants. Yeah, because for me, I, I mean, like, I think Mansion and Cinema, they they're going to play a part in this. But you know, I always think Mitch McConnell always seems to find his way into making a situation more difficult than it needs to be. Uh, do you think <laughs> Democrats are preparing for kind of any blowback that Republicans may try to 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 cause? You know, just trouble in the in the midst of all of this as well. I do think they are. And, you know, some of those strategies, Democrats actually pioneered. It was during, I think it was the Neil Gorsuch uh, confirmation hearing when Democrats felt like Republicans justifiably had, had stolen, essentially, a Supreme Court seat from them by holding off for a better part of a year until Trump won. Democrats, I remember it's Kamala Harris and Cory Booker, actually, on the Judiciary Committee at the time, like, gave these big speeches, tried to filibuster the committee, walked out, denied the committee a quorum. These are all things that Republicans in the Senate can do to try to slow down the nomination process. They can't stop it. Um, It only takes a majority of votes, and and Democrats have that without any votes to spare, but they can slow it down. And so I think Democrats are ready for that, and I think you're absolutely right to point out that Mitch McConnell is an expert on Supreme Court fights. I'd say he's the most skilled senator. Voldemort. Maybe ever. (laughs) (laughs) So I have to ask, because, you know, when when Trump was in president, was a president, he kind of rushed, you know, Amy Coney Barrett. And what's the other guy who was drinking beer in college and accused of sexual assault? Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh. Is there any way that Biden could get skirt around this and with with the black woman that's going to be the appointee kind of rush her in? Yeah, 
Absolutely. And you already have some Senate Democrats urging him to do that. Patty Murray of Washington, you know, is just a core Democrat liberal based senator, sent out a statement like minutes after we learned Justice Breyer was, was going to retire and said, hey, remember exactly what you just mentioned, Amy Coney Barrett, how quickly they pushed her through. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what she seemed to be saying was speed this up as much as you can just to avoid any potential antics by Republicans, anything going wrong at all, like we don't want to take any chances. This is let's replace a liberal with a liberal as soon as possible and just get this done. Of course, Breyer, he isn't retiring until the end of the term, which is this summer, like June, July-ish. Okay. Um, again, we're talking to Amber Phillips from the Washington Post. Oh, well, Amber, I actually really want to know, when it comes to this process, and I know Joe, uh, President Biden has talked about he wants to get this like handled by the end of you know February. Uh, I think also it's, it's really great to, to say like this is Black History Month. It, it would be really interesting in that way. Mm-hmm. But could this process go a lot longer than that? Or, you know, putting a time frame on it when you're not kind of you're not preparing for any of the hurdles that could come up in that moment. Is that smart to really do putting a time frame of it so quickly, like a quick turnaround in that way? Yeah, I, I think that's a very fair question. I think there will be some, maybe some in the mansion world who don't like if the process is rushed, how rushed it is. I mean, that was one reason Joe Manchin said he didn't like Build Back Better. He just thought it was too rushed. Um, And so I I think there's a possibility that if Democrats appear like they're just like, pick this person, go put them on the court now um, without going through any of the, at the very least show of examining her record of looking at everything she said of taking this really carefully of, of at least at the very least pretending, and I'm not saying all of them do, but pretending that this is one of the most important things short of voting for war that a senator can do. Um, I, I think they risk criticism from the mansions of the world, the centrists of the Democratic Party, yeah. and certainly Republicans, although that criticism from Republicans, as y'all pointed out, would ring really, really hollow. Okay, a lot to look forward to, I guess, and hopefully the right things will happen. Right. You can cross your fingers. 2022, a better year, a better year than 2021. I love Amber Phillips, by the way. I think Amber is so incredible. Oh, thank you all for having me on. I want to say one more thing, if I can. I feel like this is it's lining up to be one of the lesser dramatic recent okay. Supreme Court fights. Oh, good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's a relief. Because I'm, re- I'm ready for Democrats to fight fire with fire. I'm tired of taking the high road with all due respect to yeah. forever First Lady Michelle Obama. Yeah, for when sure. When they go low, we need to meet them there. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you already know I'm down. <laughs> Thank well, you. Again, that was Amber Phillips, political reporter at The Washington Post. Have a great weekend. Y'all too. Thanks so much for having me on. Okay, what's coming up, Brian? Okay, so a new study shows the disparities within the LGBTQ plus community. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And the results are troubling. We are going to get into that up next. In a new study, LGBTQ people of color fared far worse uh, than white LGBTQ people um, on several assessments of health and social and economic well-being. Well, joining us to break down the study and what we should be taking away from it is Dr. Bianca D. M. Wilson, who is the lead study author and senior scholar of public policy at the Williams Institute. Thank you so much for joining us. Hello, thank you for having me. Yeah, so I think what's important is to start from the beginning and, and say like, Let's break down why this study even happened. What, what what came up that you felt like, oh, this needs to be discussed and talked about and looked into further? Yeah, well, I mean, racial stratification, racism, I mean, these are core features of U.S. politics and U.S. experience. So I think, you know, I really thought, um, both my colleagues and I, we thought it was important to understand that among LGBT people. Uh, definitely. And is something like this been done before? It seems like one of those things like, oh, we should have looked into this. Um, and because I'm assuming this informs policy. Absolutely. It does inform policy because it helps us understand, um, you know, how does LGBT status matter in impacting outcomes in terms of economics and health? But then how does race really intersect with that to understand how well or not well people are doing in the U.S.? So it absolutely impacts policy as well as community services. How much of this study would you say, in your opinion, reflects larger society? Because I'm someone who always says, you know, a rainbow flag doesn't, you know, uh, absolve people of racism. There are still a lot of a lot of racist tropes with under um, the LGBTQ community, even though a lot of people try to divide the two and ignore intersectionality. So how much of this study would you say factors into larger world conversations and larger society. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. I think it's a reminder that we need to address racism um, and gender issues among LGBT people, as well as uh, anti-LGBT bias within racialized communities, too. So uh, I think the study really reflects what we've known for some time, that folks that sit at the intersection of um, racialized minorities, LGBT status, and gender minorities, uh, you know, have very unique experiences and have to deal with oppression in multiple contexts. And 
um, this study is a reminder of that. And we're speaking with Dr. Bianca D. M. Wilson, who is the lead study author of this, uh, you know, new study that we're speaking of. And I, what came up for me while reading this, um, I was wondering about, you know, there's so many LGBTQ organizations that actually raise money to help the community. <laughs> and when you think about it, how it trickles down, <laughs> it does, it never actually, you know, it, it seems like a small percentage actually goes to the communities who need it. Um, and I, I wonder what should those organizations be thinking about when they are raising all of this money and making sure it goes to the right places? Yeah, absolutely. Good point. I, I what I hope these data continue to show along with some of the other studies that we we've done on poverty and economic issues and system involvement is to remind LGBT focused organizations that if you want to address where the LGBT disparities are, you need to be looking at the experiences of people of color, particularly Black, Indigenous, American, um, sorry, Latinx folks. That's where you need to be focused on policies. That if you want to understand LGBT poverty, a lot of that LGBT poverty is really LGBT people of color mm-hmm. and poverty. It's really trans folks and poverty. So if you want to understand what LGBT kind of those marginalized experiences are looking at, you need to be understanding the role of race and racism and gender bias specifically in order to to get at that. So, yes, we need to look at policies that are aimed at LGBT people like the Equality Act, but we need to be talking about the kind of policies that will impact um, all racialized communities, all people or really all racialized minority communities, Um, Mm. you know, fair wages, (laughs) child tax credit, uh, reparations. You know, we need to be talking about those things. Those need to become LGBT policy agenda items. Speaking of disparities, I'm looking at the report now and I'm seeing that fewer LGBT people of color reported receiving uh, a depression diagnosis compared to white LGBT like their counterparts Mm. with white LGBT women most likely to be diagnosed with depression. Why do you think people of color are kind of robbed of this diagnosis? And I ask this because of the unprecedented times that we're currently living in. And it seems like everyone is battling something, some degree of mental health and depression affects everyone. So why do you think it is that people of color who fall under the LGBT umbrella are kind of robbed of this diagnosis? Yeah, I think that is a really useful framing to keep in mind that while we found that white folks and white women, LGBT women in particular, have higher rates of reported depression, it doesn't mean people of color aren't experiencing high degrees of psychological distress. And we do see that in the broader research area. So um, some people have hypothesized that it is about access to mental health care and being diagnosed with depression. Um, Others have talked about just different ways that psychological distress gets manifested. The way we measure depression may not fit how that looks for people of color, but it doesn't mean psychological distress is not there. So I'm glad you raised that. Well, I'm happy that you were here to join us. You were so wonderful in in helping us really get an understanding of these disparities and how it's affecting, you know, queer folks of color and trans folks of color. So thank you so much, uh, Dr. Bianca D.M. Wilson. We really appreciate you for joining us. Uh, Thank you for having me and have a great day. Yes. And one more time, Dr. Bianca is a lead study author and senior scholar of public policy at the Williams Institute. Well, what's coming up next? Well, for some companies, the remote experiment has become permanent. So do certain jobs need to be in person anymore? We get Mm. into it after this. You don't got to go to work. Hey! Hey! 
Guess what we're talking about. I suddenly want to grab a power tool and drill the side of heavy machinery. Oh, I would love some. I would love some construction trade. I got stories about when I was young and I would flirt with the construction workers across the street. Oh. I was young, though. And the fact that some of them were entertaining it, weird. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got got stories, but they're not safe for on air. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of creepy. (laughs) You know, I always had a little construction fantasy. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Me oh. with a, a bulldozer. Okay, anyway, let's talk about he work. He wants to be bulldozed. <laughs> now, hold on. Okay, so. <laughs> All right. Well, you never know. A lot of companies are going remote. Actually, according to findstack.com, uh, 16% of companies in the world are 100% remote. 44% of companies don't allow remote, remote work, while 77% of remote workers say they're more productive. So it's almost like I think we're in this weird time where we're trying to figure this out and figure out what's best for everyone. But are you okay in this new reality where possibly you get to have the choice or not be in an office at all? I think that it depends on the industry for sure, like the the field that you work in, because I have a lot of friends who actually enjoy mm-hmm. working from home because you can shower when you want to. You can take have breaks sex when you want to. That too, oh, 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 you, know. I guess. you know, midday nookie. I oh. mean, there's tons of things that you can do, but someone like me, I actually, granted, given what we do, I don't enjoy working from home. I think for me, it's it's triggering. It takes me back to 2020 and I'd much rather brave LA traffic yeah. to drive across town and be in studio. Mm-hmm. So um, back in 2020, we were working from home. I feel like we've talked about this. I hated it. I did not like it. It was the mixture of everything happening in the world. Then also like the the pressure to excel in ways that felt like uncertain because a lot of people were losing their jobs. And mm-hmm. you just, the nature of what we do and the business that we do, we were all like a little nervous and scary, you know, uh, scared. Oh, and yeah, that, and that's black lives, yeah. You're the only black person. Well, and Black Lives Matter you having know, to deal with that. Um, and I yeah. think that was something that was really difficult and mm-hmm. also like also the workload was intense yeah. but now I feel like we've, we've kind of figured out going through that time work wise we figured out a system if we didn't have to you know be here in studio we felt we figured out a system that really works for us to be able to do it everywhere so I enjoy being in a studio because it helps the performance it helps the show the elements chemistry yeah the chemistry each other. but in all honesty like I do think there's more of an opportunity now for more than ever across the world world or across this country where jobs don't have to necessarily be in workplaces yeah. anymore like you yeah I, and i think that's really great because it's more accessible for folks who have I hard agree. times finding you know daycares but and people, schools and all that stuff what that's I, going on. what i will say is as someone who's had to file for unemployment you know uh the people who work for edd there's been a high turnover rate because i imagine that that job isn't easy yeah. but there's also an extreme lack of professionalism for the people <laughs> working at home yeah, yeah. okay yeah. You already got to fight through hell or high water to speak to someone. And then when you do, I feel like there's no pressure to be professional mm-hmm. because you're at home and you're asking for it's something about having to ask for someone's social and all that type of sensitive information that comes with filing for unemployment. And you're at home. It just doesn't feel and you're like secure. close the close the fridge door. But also, OK, it, give me your uh... it doesn't feel secure yeah, because yeah. you have my sensitive information oh, it's like at home. Yeah. I mean, I think that we'll figure that stuff out uh, for me. 
me, it's like it, it is not accessible, or it's not as easy for someone, yeah, who has kids or who isn't in a nice space. Let's be real. Yeah. You need to have a good space to enjoy working from home, and that's a privilege. Not everyone has that. I think and that even if you do have a nice space, yeah. people enjoy changes of scenery. I do. Oh yeah, I and agree our, our brains need that, by the way, for yeah. our mental health. I agree with that. that said, I personally, if I had the choice, would like flexibility. So it's like where a few days a week we come to the office, we can be honest. If we don't want to, like we figure well, it out. Like this, um, there's a certain word for it where people hybrid. are hybrids. Yeah, people are doing kind of that hybrid model, which is really nice mm-hmm. uh-huh. to experiment with. But I think just for the overall accessibility for a lot of families and people who need that kind of flexibility, I think we need to start seeing corporate kind of really go into that ways because we have to adapt with what the world that we're living in currently. Well, let- and I think we have to be aware that it's, sometimes it's not just it's not safe to come into an office when you're in the middle of a pandemic with the virus. That is true. Around. But yeah. l- fortunately. I don't work at a cubicle and I don't have to be forced to interact with people I don't like. Yeah. I enjoy working here. So I yeah. think it's circumstantial and contingent on the field that you work yeah, in. Yeah, the job. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, let us know how life is going for you at home or in the back in the office. We should have taken LGT a poll show. online. Well, yeah. I will post something on Twitter perhaps. And we'll do it. <laughs> okay. Netflix is responding to being taken off of HRC's Equality Index. What they had to say next on What's Trending This Hour. Boop. You know, we're back keeping this party going. And, of course, Char Jocelle is joining us as our third mic on Friday. Yeah, I feel like we need a special one for Friday. It needs to say with Shira and Ryan and, and Char. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's like, let's make sure that happens. Producer Justin, can you make a note of that? Um, I could probably give you, like, a janky version. Oh, yeah, you do that. I appreciate do that. that. I appreciate works. that. Very good. Um, you know, we want to keep it going. We always want to usher in our Fridays because our Fridays are our fun, super, just like crazy days. They're the Friday. Oh, Can Shira. you turn off Shira's mic? <laughs> Thank Stop you. Stop trying to make that happen, Shira. <laughs> it's it's off. I want to see how many times I can say Friday. <laughs> okay, so well, coming up later this hour, we're chatting about a new HIV vaccine possibility Ooh. and the privacy group that is speaking out against Apple AirTags. So much of that is coming up in this hour. Um, But right now, let's get into our headlines, right? Yes. Well, Netflix got kicked out of the Human Rights Campaign's annual Corporate Equality Index because of it airing Dave Chappelle's controversial special, The Closer. It was the first time in five years that they didn't appear on the list, which recognizes companies that are the best places to work for LGBTQ plus folks. And they said this. Well, HRC said, given the harm experienced by transgender workers at Netflix as a result of the company's handling of the release... Uh, they thought it was the best decision to not reward them a best place to work, right? Makes sense. Well, in a statement, Netflix said this. Uh, they respectfully disagree with HRC's decision to exclude them from the report. While we may have more work to do, we've made real strides on inclusion, including for our LGBTQ plus colleagues. And then they went on to include examples. Yeah, they have great benefits for trans people and for same-sex couples, right? With adoption and surrogacy and stuff. Listen, I could see how this could be a thing because it's like, even though you all provide those great benefits, Mm -hmm. which most workplaces do not, let's be honest, there's still a psychological toll that took place back in October with all of this Chappelle mess. Yeah. Yeah, and a black tran- uh, trans person lost their job yep. right when they were like actually pre- pregnant. Yeah, and and so um, I think this that was a prime example right there where Netflix did not meet the standards exactly. when it comes to feeling safe and being queer and are trans yep. working in their environment. And, and so the fact that uh, it's it's not shocking that they disagree with this, but it's also a call to action to step up and not try to make an excuse saying that you did provide yeah. inclusivity when really 
You didn't. Just because there's Inclu- a program, it doesn't matter. Inclusivity in theory and not in practice. Period. There's lots more work to be done. Yeah, they could have kept that shorter and just saying, like, while we do this, we recognize that there's more work to be done. And right? they've never recognized that they made a, a huge and, yeah, mistake. Yeah, that's also... No, because they doubled down on yeah. it. Triple, I mean, they, quadruple. Yeah, it was... It What's was his name? Ted Sarandos? Quite okay. embarrassing. Okay, I wanted to get to Amazon's first physical store, apparel store. Yes, they're getting into style, but I'll tell you more about that next hour on Watch Chinese Hour. What's happening in entertainment news? Well, uh, this is kind of disappointing. Mm. Ant-Man and the Wasp actress Evangeline Evangeline. Lily. Evangeline, excuse me. Now now I sound like you. (laughs) Um, Not me. (laughs) She is coming out. We don't know if it's clear um, to label her. Okay, so it's clear to label her. I'm labeling her that, yeah. An anti-vaxxer. She came out in support of quote-unquote medical sovereignty. Mm. um, In other words, in protest of the vaccine mandates. Now, she attended, it should be noted that she attended the exact same protest where Robert F. Kennedy Jr. made that notorious and disgusting comparison of vaccine mandates to the Holocaust. Now, she got in trouble back in March of 2020 because she equated COVID-19 as just like, oh, a respiratory flu. Sounds like someone we know, right, Ryan? Uh, Are you talking talking about me? (laughs) However... She did apologize back in March of 2020, but this is something new. She she posted a cryptic, it's just a cryptic uh, post on her Instagram with a, a sign that says Vax Democrat for medical freedom. It's unclear whether or not she's the one that is holding the sign. But here's the thing. I'm not for mandates, but I don't know how we're going to get past this. Like, I do believe she clearly stated that no one should be forced to inject anything into their body. It's a slippery slope. If we mandate the vaccine, then if Republicans want to do like a... People are acting like we're asking them to inject ranch dressing into their hand, into their <laughs> arms. It's it, it's actual science. It's like actually no reason, helping people for, to do it. Yeah. And so for me, her and Letitia Wright can like go straight to hell, in my opinion. Because they're, like, they're, one, messing up their the jobs for other co-workers, their other yeah. abilities, and then speaking out against this, and then being at that harmful-ass protest. You were It was like a couple hundred, a couple thousand people that were actually in mm-hmm. attendance. And the fact that she was one of them, she should be embarrassed of herself. And I don't know if this is going to mess up her, you know, and the job is, and, and what she's going to do. But it's or, really unfortunate. Or if she's going to apologize again, because I should mention this goes beyond reducing COVID to a respiratory flu. Because now you're coming out as a full on anti-vaxxer. And I just want to know, when are we going to get over this hump? At this point, don't you think, really quickly, because I know we have to go. At this point, shouldn't these conversations be just dead and done? I feel like not if if people don't get it. No, no, no. I feel feel like at this point, if you're unvaccinated, you just say there's no convincing we can do. Like at this point, the facts are laid out there. If they're not vaccinated, the likelihood of them not getting vaccinated, I mean, of them getting vaccinated is slim to none. We need to redirect the conversation. We're talking in circles. Yeah. Unfortunately, this was already an issue before even COVID happened. So it wasn't like COVID was going to Except it was minds. It was on the well, Jenny McCarthy level. It, it was real It seems like we're going to yeah. keep the vaccine conversations going coming up next. Right, Shira? Yeah, we're going to be talking about the new trials happening around the HIV vaccine. This is really exciting stuff. Dr. James Simmons joins us for that next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Moderna announced Thursday that it's launched early stage clinical trials of an HIV mRNA vaccine. You know, we've been talking about this. There's been different clinical trials. I'm just wondering if this one is different. Yeah, you know, I trust Moderna. They have kept me safe. You know, I got all three of my shots. You are here. I'm an easy breezy Moderna. Beautiful Moderna girl. We're both Moderna mommies. Yeah. I'm a Pfizer. Um, you know, um. just saying. Producer Justin, what are you? Oh, Moderna all the way. Wow. And Dolly we trust. Oh. <laughs> uh, Dr. James Simmons joins us right now. Dr. James, what are you? I'm, I'm with you, Cheryl. Thank I remember you. back when Pfizer used to be the Bentley, used to be the Cadillac, and now everybody <laughs> wants to be a Moderna mommy. It's fine. I don't know. I think I, Pfizer's still good. Pfizer is still good. So Anything I will say Pfizer's vintage. Anything is better than that third option. I won't even say their name. Yeah. The one that makes the baby powder. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Not vintage. I love it. Dr. James, well, let's get into this. Um, this is a pretty big deal. Um, I guess, is this different than previous ones, or have they been the leading one around um, the HIV vaccine, Moderna? So, no, this this would be the first time that sort of Moderna is dipping their toe into an HIV vaccine. And we have been trying for a really long time to develop an HIV vaccine. And previous trials that have gotten to phase one human clinical trials have ultimately failed for a number of different reasons. The HIV virus and its many, 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 many sub-variants is really, really tricky and pretty elusive. It is a very, very tough virus for us to sort of understand and get control of. But one of the things that we have developed scientifically is using our B cells, so like our our big uh, immune cells, we have sort of been able to train B cells to turn them into what are called broadly neutralizing antibodies. And those Neutralizing is the key word there. Those broadly neutralizing antibodies can neutralize HIV inside of somebody's body. That's really great, but we've only really been able to do it in a Petri dish. Delivering that into a human body and having it stick, having it work, hasn't really worked so well. Mm. Along comes mRNA technology, Mm. about 2012 or so. And folks were already thinking, huh, maybe this new mRNA technology could be that delivery vehicle for getting those B cells that turn into broadly neutralizing antibodies into the body and having it stick. Well, because these mRNA vaccines worked so well against COVID, Moderna was one of the first, you know, the first using this mRNA technology to say, ha ha, maybe this is our delivery vehicle into getting those broadly neutralizing antibodies into humans and having it stick and work as an HIV vaccine. 
Okay, so you brought up the phrase one of the trial that is like, according to the statement, they said it will enroll 56 healthy HIV negative adult participants, which is really interesting to me because I'm like, if they're trying to find a cure, why are they going with like, not um, like HIV negative adults? Why wouldn't they just like start figuring it out with people who actually have HIV? That is well, this, this is going to be this is going to be a vaccine rather than a cure. So this oh, is solely aimed at down. being able to give this jab to people who are HIV negative and then keep them that way should they be exposed to HIV hmm. through any route, right? So we know that sort of getting exposed to HIV and actually contracting HIV can sort of happen differently for people if it's a sexual situation, mm-hmm. if it's uh, you're a child born to an HIV mother, uh, drug use, all those different ways that you can contract HIV. So the goal of this is to keep everyone who's already who, who's currently HIV negative, keep them that way, regardless of how they may come into contact with HIV. We're talking to uh, Dr. James Simmons, who's a nurse practitioner at Ask the NP about vaccine for HIV. (laughs) Now, I want to know, in what way, like, how does this compare and contrast to something like PrEP? Oh, my God, that was my next question. Mm -hmm. Really? Yes. Like, Leah, how does this compare and contrast? I'm so glad that you asked this because I am also, thank you, by the way, for giving my title earlier, Shar, appreciate it. Hello, it's good to talk to you, by the way. (laughs) Good to talk to you. I am also (laughs) a uh, clinical ambassador for the CDC's HIV prevention programs. So I literally speak around the country and to different organizations about HIV prevention in different ways. And so, you know, PrEP is really fantastic for what it is. And for those of you listening who may not know what PrEP is, it is oral HIV prophylaxis, oral right now. You take a pill every day. It is 99% effective at preventing you from getting HIV through sexual contact, okay? But I'm someone who has been on a medication every day since I was 19 years old, and I probably maybe on a good week take it six times. I guarantee you I forget at least once once a week, right? Mm. Taking medications is hard. It's also really difficult for lots of different people in our populations, right? So if you're someone who is maybe a sex worker, you're someone who might have housing insecurity. You are someone who has to decide between your medications and paying your rent or eating or whatever. All those different things, the daily medication is really, really difficult. So we have also developed a shot cabotegravir you may have heard of that people can get every other month that works even better than the pills, believe it or not. But those are great. And those are temporary sort of stopgap measures, right? You take your pill every day, you have sex, you do whatever you, you know, whatever's going on you're, it will prevent you from getting HIV. The vaccine where it differs is potentially going to be designed to, you get this vaccine once, maybe twice in your life, like you might get it and then get a booster. And then you're protected against, ideally, in a perfect theoretical world, you're protected against HIV for forever, the rest of your life. Mm. So uh, how quickly is this going to happen? Like, do you think this is the one that will make it? I think this mRNA technology is really, really interesting. We've been talking about this in the HIV community for a while, like before COVID, about how mRNA technology could potentially be the vehicle to deliver this. Um, I'm optimistic. I'm I'm more optimistic about this than I ever have been about any other HIV vaccines. But I also have lived through the trauma of having so many HIV vaccines not work. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm very cautiously optimistic. Also, phase one clinical trials, 56 people is a really, really small amount. We're going to have to see the data, right? We're going to have to get to phase two trials where we're talking about thousands of people, Mm -hmm. seeing how well it works before I'm ready to jump on the bandwagon with this one. Okay, that was Dr. James Simmons at Ask the NP. Love having you on as always. 
Thank you for having me. Love being here. Happy Friday. Okay, what's happening next, Ryan? Okay, so there is a privacy group that is calling out Apple for their air tags. Hmm. I mean, honestly, the stalking is stalking, and we got to talk about it because they are trying to get it stopped. So in response to growing concerns about how stalkers, thieves, abusive partners, and other dangerous people have been using Apple AirTags, um, which if you're not familiar, they're the coin-sized tracking devices to target their victims. This privacy group that is calling on the tech giant to permanently pull the gadgets from store shelves is joining us now. We have the executive director of of Surveillance Technology Oversight Project, Albert Fox Khan. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me out. Yeah, so break down your organization's, like, obviously, obvious growing concerns in the statement that you put out calling for Apple to finally do something. Yeah, what's so frustrating here is that we saw this coming. You know, last year when AirTags were announced, you know, we and other civil rights groups, other privacy advocates, we said this is a huge mistake. It's a ticking time bomb because you're using all of the technical power that Apple has to create a small, easy to hide, lightweight tracker that can be, you know, tracked around the world. And what we've started to see now is they're getting flipped into people's pockets, into people's bags, they're being put in cars, Mm -hmm. and they're being used to to stalk, to, you know, terrorize and to harass. Yeah, these things are so dangerous because they are so precise. I just watched an episode of Tamron Hall. She covered this topic earlier this week. In what ways do you think that law enforcement will ever be able to keep up with technology? Because there were testimonials on there, like you mentioned, people walking home and getting a notification on their phone that they're being tracked by the air tag. Or we've seen stories on TikTok, especially about, you know, these things being placed uh, under people's cars. Is there a way that law enforcement can keep up with this, or has the horse already left the stable, so to speak? Well, I I don't think we can really police our way out of this. I I, I think what we've seen from years of trying to use mass incarceration to, you know, fix these problems is that it just doesn't work. It's not a good deterrent. It's, you know, systematically targeted at BIPOC communities, and I I worry about how discriminatory that enforcement would be. You know, Mm -hmm. when will police and prosecutors actually consider that this is a case worth taking on? And and what I think is a much easier solution is, you know, Apple is making more money than they know what to do with from other products. They can just solve this problem today by stopping the sales and disabling the service. Yeah, it's uh, really unfortunate. And again, we are talking to Albert Foxconn, Executive Director of Surveillance Technology Oversight Project, or STOP. Um, and so have we seen anything like this before? I mean, it seems like these innovations are going to be coming up more and more, and it could definitely impact privacy. Yeah, we, we've definitely seen similar trackers in the past, but what makes this different is you know, the innovation that makes Apple such a, you know, massive brand. Yeah. You know, so we saw Tile, we saw other uh, products being sold. But what Apple did here is that they turned all of our phones and our devices into part of this global network, this mesh network, where those devices are constantly reaching out for any AirTag nearby. So those AirTags don't actually need to connect with the internet directly because they're piggybacking off of all of our devices. And so that allows Apple to, you know, make these work on a scale that no other company can. And I think that's what makes it so dangerous. 
But I think the other part of it is just the hypocrisy. Apple takes out billboards on the side of the highway, you know, promising in, you know, 30-foot-high letters that they will protect our privacy. And Mm -hmm. now they're selling products that do the exact opposite. Yeah, it feels like we're in this era of just making sure and calling out and holding tech companies, all even from social media to the the devices we use every single day, um, accountable. We really want to hold them accountable in these in these ways and keep us safe. But um, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you for breaking all of this down. Where can people find out more information? Yep, you can find out more about our work at StopSpying.org or follow us on social media, those invasive social media platforms at StopSpyingNY. All right, what's coming up next, Shira? Okay, well, this OnlyFans star revealed a mortifying text that she got from her uncle who discovered her page. Excuse I mean, me? that would be embarrassing. Ugh. So what went down next? <sighs> yep, we're talking about a creep. TGIF. <laughs> So uh, this OnlyFans star, my star, I would say, shared a screen grab of her very creepy text she got from her uncle in a TikTok video. That's right. I think this is everyone's worst nightmare. Like, what is this somber song we're playing underneath? You don't know creep? Oh, that's what the creep. Oh, okay. I was. I was like, what? I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell what it was. Uh, The only creep I know is by TLC. Creep. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's a good one. This this uh, TikTok star who has OnlyFans, they have she has sixty thousand followers on yeah. OnlyFans. Her name's yeah. Carly. So yeah, so Carly Brooks. She uh, her she shared this text from her uncle. This so is what gross. it said, and I want yeah get your take on this. It said, "Hey kiddo, this is your uncle. I think I might have stumbled across a video of you today." Dot dot dot. Very nice. Yeah, that was a bit early. Hold sure. on, because he used the monkey emoji covering the eyes before uh-huh. the very nice. He goes and then. Then he continues to ask her, like, connect like connect me says, to the rest you, of the folks at, in you, your crew. Do you happen to know Riley Reed, who I guess is a, a porn star? And then he says, also, do you have an OnlyFans? My friend wants to know. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so this is one of those things, the lines you just don't cross. Like, uh, I'm keep just... it to yourself. You might. So uh, these days, the, the reality is, if you have a family... Um, there's probably going to be some people, if you have a big family, they're involved in social media, whether it be one side of social media or another. Well, and I think at the, when if you stumble on something that maybe isn't appropriate or is like more intimate, you should probably just move in the right, wrong, uh, the other direction. Child, the way Not this uncle direction. is, I'm assuming he's been watching her videos this whole I time mean, and this just decided uncle to say something. It's absolutely disgusting. And honestly, the only question that we have is this one. What the hell kind of question is that because seriously i don't understand why that part your uncle would even bring that up like that's not something that it's like you're flirting with me like is this an uncle by blood or is it uncle by marriage it also doesn't matter an uncle is some people to some people it don't matter Oh, let me not say anything. I don't want you all writing in saying I'm kink shaming. No, I don't. Well, I don't know if I, well, incest uh, is actually illegal, so it's kind of. But like, it's yeah. also it's also Pornhub analytics. That's like top three. Incest. People, yes, like my. Why do you know my that? stepsister? Because when I did the study on transgender oh. and the oh. Pornhub analytics, I was you looking saw the at other yeah categories. Yeah, there's a lot of nasty wow. that are the out most search. I don't know. You know, there's just some things where you know. I believe like some families just have like a closeness about them maybe that it's just weird where they're just like no you know. when I was younger I wanted to marry my stepbrother but that's because I was like six and it's I was just, like yeah I'm gonna marry you because it was like you know it was my it was a new person yeah like our parents just got married and it was like this older well you've been to new boy. beaches with your family 
What? I, that was the same uh, summer, that moment. Yeah, we, oh. we, we all want. I was six years oh, old. Oh, so you saw something. You was like, oh, I need. No. That's why I want to. That is very. <laughs> no. No, you know, I said that when I, I was like, that's just not something that. Uh, that's not something we, we do. do. We don't do stuff. You'll like go to that. nude beaches. That was okay, the only well, time in my life. We and don't, it was we don't, uh, yeah. a time to. I remember. However, I don't think this was innocent because he says, I think I might have stumbled across a video of you. You know, that was me, Uncle Bob. And then he does the very nice. Okay. Yuck. Yuck. Come on now. So, Yuck. Uh, here, this is really funny. I just got a memory. Um, oh, God. Okay, we Let have me to wrap. Myself. Hurry <laughs> up. Hurry so, up. My mom um, once said to me, Shira, I have to ask you something. Are you doing porn? And I go, what are you talking about? <laughs> I know this story. Valid question. She, so, sorry, mom. Uh, she might be listening. No, this is um, actually hilarious. She goes, well, me and, you know, her husband. Uh, we were watching, you know, some things, mm-hmm. and we were so sure that you were in this one video that they were watching. Um, and I go, well, no. She goes, I know you've been having some issues with work and money. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, it's like, if Just you really need help, if you really concern. need help. And then not only did, but I was the last to find out, you know who she called before she called me? Who? My dad. In it was at like were they Saturday all night. They were this all, random woman. and he goes, and, and my dad was like, I don't know what I should be more grossed out by the fact that you know I'm talking to my ex-wife about her husband, her watching porn, or the fact that, that I'm thinking my about daughter. my daughter in porn, and that oh. she sent me the link. <laughs> Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in, and listen to a participating station for a minimum of six. Minutes to get your daily entry, and you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to Odyssey.com/slash Taylor. Tay in the UK it's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Okay, we've got more music coming up right here on Channel Q. Happy Friday. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh and Char Giselle is here on the third mic, joining us every Friday. Yeah, it's a, it's a, the last Friday of the month. It mm-hmm. feels good. I'm feeling good. We're almost done with retrograde. One more week to go. Yes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> I mean, I guess I've been having... Have you had any tech issues or anything? Oh, not during the retrograde. Um, once I've had miscommunications. Well, I've had. Some... I, I think that's what retrograde is about, right? Yeah. There's it's... sometimes it can hit tech too. Yeah, mm. my car, my car's doot doot has been acting up. You know, with the locks, doot doot. Oh, Mine has been acting up. Should I change the battery? No, no, no. I don't need to change no battery. <laughs> and and I talked about this earlier, but not on this show. But uh-huh. my therapist is quitting the profession, so I have to find a new therapist after our last oh. session. And they're going up on my rent. I got a letter in the mail wow. yesterday. So it's Char, been, you need, it's been quite you a need week. a drink? It's been quite a week for me. Well, I'm super excited. I'm going to Palm Springs this weekend. Ooh. Look at you. <laughs> Not to brag, but I'm happy to No, that to was come, deliberately come. to brag. You know, I, I'm trying to, I don't, because my Mercury retrograde is all is in cancer. And so mm. that affects my communications and emotions and all that stuff. And I just found out what that all that meant. And so, you know, it's nice to get away and go have a little fun yes. for the weekend. just for, Even if it's just for one day. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm getting my booster tonight, so that's going to be a blast. <laughs> Girl, you're going to be in you know, for the weekend. It's not that bad. Yeah, I'm going to think that. I need to think that way. Uh, but let's get into some show, because coming up, Kanye West is sharing this weird Pete Davidson rumor. 
and spreading it, not sharing it, spreading it. No uh, pun intended. That is in uh, the T-Report in a moment. Plus, one man is becoming a parent for some LGBTQ plus people. How he's doing it, his story, because this is really inspiring for others out there as well. That's in 15 minutes. First, let's get into some what's trending this hour, though. Uh, Polk County, Florida authorities have used LGBTQ plus dating, uh, dating apps like Grindr and Scruff in a crackdown on drugs targeting the app's users who oh. sold them. Yes. Oh. A new way to do it. Hey, very creative. Oh. As part of this six-month undercover operation, police have called Swipe Left. <laughs> the Polk <laughs> County Sheriff's Office said it had made... 60 arrests. Oh my God. Florida is really on one when it comes to cracking down on specifically on LGBTQ stuff. But this is so interesting. Ryan, was that your phone? Every time I thought it was. I really did. I was like, oh my God. It's very interesting. uh, Yeah. Ryan gets, every time he hears that, he's like, what? Well, here's the thing. I mean, Florida can crack down on this, but they can't crack down on getting like people vaccinated or actually like taking the vaccine. So it's like, yeah, I'm happy they're doing this, but then also like, girl. Anything to distract from the real issues. Yep. Well, Joe Exotic, isn't he another Florida guy? No, he's Oklahoma. Oh, okay. I thought Carol Baskin is Florida. Can't even keep up. I knew one of them was there. Well, of course, from Netflix's famous Tiger King, has had his sentence in the murder for hire plot reduced by one year to 21 years, according to the courtroom sentencing sheet uh, from. You know the district court in Oklahoma City reduced from one year to 21 (laughs) years. Reduced um, by one year oh, to 21 years. So it was originally 22 yeah. and they shaved a year off? <laughs> yeah, which is like, God. okay. Um, so uh, this is what he said. Um, I have two non-curable diseases and now have to add cancer to that list. Please don't make me deal with cancer oh. in prison waiting on an appeal. He went on to say he had spent 16 of the last 22 months in solitary confinement and isolation. What? Quote, being deprived of basic constitutional rights such as a fair trial, freedom of speech, freedom of press, and medical care. So listen, I know that we... You know, people confinement is cruel. People don't like this guy, but it's like really out of all the other people in the world or like in the country is like, like, is this the best way to treat this person? I don't know. Sometimes they just think like if someone just doesn't like someone, they'll treat someone badly. But what I will say is it's it's interesting watching this treatment of him because he uh, the the crimes were committed against big cats. And we know people who have committed crimes like Dylan Roof. Is he even in for this long? Like what's going on? That's what I'm saying. Like we're hearing. Is he in solitary? What's going on? I just remember him calling and showing his support to President Trump in the ways that he was asking for him to be like, to what's pardon him? Yeah, he wanted to be pardoned. Well, Trump pardoned Kodak Black. Why didn't he pardon Joe Exotic? It's obviously something we don't know. But uh, <laughs> yeah. murder for hire, like he didn't do it. It's, he's he's not a good person necessarily. But oh no, I, I wasn't implying that. But I think like you know solitary confinement, twenty one years, and he's dying. I don't know. Mm. Just maybe put him on a house arrest or something. I don't Call know about house arrest, but... <laughs> I don't know. Do I want to pay my tax dollars to have this guy in prison? I had no clue y'all had such strong feelings about <laughs> That's, I just know. discovered my strong feelings. All right, that was what's trending this hour. Very interesting. What's happening in... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk Kanye West. The latest offensive rumors. Kanye West is allegedly spreading about Pete Davidson. It's time for the T-Report. Those pop culture stories trending right now. So despite spending years developing a reputation as a devout Christian rapper who hosted Sunday services, um, and, you know, Kanye West has turned a corner and is allegedly spreading unfounded rumors 
rumors that Pete Davidson is gay and has AIDS. I mean, what a what? new low. Um, new sources are telling Page Six that um, Kanye has escalated this one-sided feud by spreading the rumors to anyone who will listen. Uh, Page Six's sources also allege that West, who is very publicly dating actress Julia Fox, by the way, the uninspiring Julia Fox. It's telling people that Davidson is a junkie in addition to threatening that he's going to have the Saturday Night Live star beaten up. So it's close uh, to uh, Kanye West uh, claimed the uh, claimed called the claims nonsense while a source close to Davidson told Page Six that he's ignoring all the Kanye hate out of respect for Kim. Um, mm-hmm. Page Six did rep- uh, report previously that, um, pe- you know, Pete Davidson kind of found that those uh, lyrical threats, the ones where it was that like the diss track. His, yeah. um, he found it hilarious, but is unclear on how he's feeling now that, you know, it seems like the rumors are getting worse. Well, Kanye better tread lightly because all it's going to take is for Kim to say that she feels unsafe and he's going to lose custody. Like, he's yeah, on a slippery slope. There's there's too much too much publicly documented. And also, these antics, does he think this is going to win Kim back? I don't, I don't, I don't know what he's doing? doing. I mean, we all know that he goes through his own mental health stuff. And so I really feel like that's what we're witnessing right now. And it's unfortunate that he's doing this to the mother of his kids. Right. Um, but And it's documented. So North and Saint and all of them are going to be able to see what Daddy was saying and doing. Yeah, so that's your T-Report. We got mm-hmm. more coming up next hour. Let us know what your thoughts are at LGT Show. Well, next up, how one man is becoming the parent some LGBTQ plus people wish they had. Uh, Daniel Blevins joins us next. He's a step in parents Mm. after this. If you are a same-sex couple that's getting married and you do not have biological parents there to support you, please let me know. If I'm not able to attend your wedding, I have friends that will. We have a, a big network and it just continues to grow of moms and dads that want to be a part of your big day. So message me, please share, do it. Let people know, let's help spread this message that there's parents that wanna be there for you on your big day and we'll be your biggest fans. Oh, I love that. That was Daniel Blevins, a TikToker who has gotten thousands of people to stand in his families at the weddings of members of the LGBTQ community. Um, thanks to that viral video. Uh, Daniel joins us right now, a step in parents. Welcome to the show. Hey, y'all. Thank you for having me. Uh, I miss the accents. Yeah. What do you mean you miss it? You still have it. Oh, stop it. I don't have it. But no, seriously, I love that you are someone from uh, my same home state uh, doing something so incredible, especially um, just because, you know, in the Bible Belt, you don't think that there's a lot of people who would step up in and, and make this kind of like beautiful announcement to everyone out there who who don't, a lot of queer kids who don't, w- would never get that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like what, what made you really you know post this like where where did this come from for you uh for me it came from years of what you just said growing up in you know a small town here in east tennessee there was no representation Mm. for me um or for people like me as a gay man um there wasn't a gay person that i knew of in my town so as i've gotten older i actually got married to a woman had two children realized I was living a lie and um, came out about 20 years ago. And um, I walked my own daughter down the aisle back in 2018. And so I was inspired to make that video by the uh, founder of Free Mom Hugs, Sarah Cunningham. Um, And I actually got to speak with her personally yesterday, which 
was just amazing. But um, that's she's the one that inspired me because that's what she does, you know, for moms. And I wanted to offer the same for dads. Uh. I so nice. The, yeah, just absolutely beautiful. What has been some of the feedback that you've gotten? Oh, goodness. We, um, well, the group right now is at 34.5 thousand members. Ooh. That's <laughs> yeah. Amazing. I counted today, we have members representing over 70 countries now. Um, oh. That, that, I can't hardly wrap my mind around that, but, um, the feedback, we had members who spent Thanksgiving and Christmas with people they met in the group. Mm. Um, many of our, our allies in the group and members of the community opened their homes on the holidays. And um, if you all saw the Today Show interview, they had pictures uh, of that happening. And that was amazing. I know of, of several weddings that people have attended. And there's a couple coming up that I know of. Um, that's the kind of thing, you know, I get people messaging me all the time saying, I never would have met this person if it wasn't for this group. And, you know, I've met a mom who I can go to for advice because I didn't have that in my life. So those kind of things really hit you right in the the feels. It's so true. That is so nice. Again, uh, we are talking to Daniel Blevins, who is a step-in parent and has been going viral on TikTok I guess, you know, how does this work and how do people get in touch with you? Tell us about the process. Um, you just join the group because it's a private Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Um, you just go to TikTok Stand-In Families on Facebook and there, there's like a series of questions, security questions that you answer. And once you're in the group, most people will make an introduction post, mm-hmm. letting people know where they're from, maybe some, some interest, you know, hobbies, what they do for work. And if they're there for support or if they're there to um, offer support. So a lot of times people looking for support will see someone that, you know, that they want to talk to. So they'll send them a private message and start a conversation. But then we have some members who are looking for support will make a post and say, I need someone to talk to right now or, you know, something like that. And members will hop in their comments and say, can I message you? And then they'll take their conversation to Messenger. Okay. Roughly how many of these ceremonies do you think that you've stood in for, for people's absentee parents? Uh, Me personally, I have not been able to attend a wedding. I was invited to two weddings this past year. Both kept having to cancel because of COVID issues. So they finally just eloped. Um, Good for them. My kind of wedding. (laughs) (laughs) that's what my husband and i did um i highly recommend it but Mm -hmm. we could do a zoom uh, we could do a zoom moment (laughs) right well we actually did have a zoom wedding in the group we had a member getting married and or it wasn't zoom it was facebook live he let us all attend his wedding um via facebook live but uh, i had a wedding in july in chattanooga tennessee this year that i'm going to stand in as a dad for um, but other members in the group, I don't even know how many weddings there have been. Personally, I know of three, but I don't always know because the group is so large. Yeah. Um, I don't always know what's actually happening individually anymore. 
Wow. Well, congrats to you for growing such a, a safe space and a community uh, just off the of one post. Like, this yeah, is this is the beautiful side of the internet that we all mm-hmm. need more of. So uh, we have this thing where you. at the end of every show, we give like a little yet bit of a yes queen. And it's, I mean, it's pretty big. It's like getting an Oscar. So you're welcome. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, you're, you're just really impacting the community in the best way. Hit it, Justin. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yes, queen. Yes. There you go. You're very welcome. <laughs> Ryan Tierney also has awesome. a button with his voice. Yeah, girl. I don't got time. You know, my voice is particular. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, thank you so much for everything. You're so incredible. Thank you all. Thank you so much for having me. Again, that was Daniel Blevins. Check him out on TikTok at the underscore zombie underscore Dan. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Zombie. We got to talk more off here about that name. Okay. Um, but coming up, let's dive into what was the pettiest reason that you broke up with someone? Mm. Honey, oh my God, the spicy talk is about to happen. You know, sometimes when you decide to break up with someone, it's not always for dramatic reasons. The reason you could just be, you know, something small that you can't look past or something they said or or did that might have really just annoyed the ever-living beep out of you. So let's have a conversation about the pettiest reason why we have broken up with someone. Do we have anything top of mind, ladies? I mean, honestly, I feel like the reasons why I broke up with someone were all like pretty good reasons. Right. I don't I don't think mine are petty. Um, The first two things that come to mind, though, are hygienic reasons. Hello, somebody. I don't what? Play you hygiene. always talk about like straight men who don't like wash themselves. And I'm like, why are you with those straight men who don't have Because wash I never know. But when I think back, this is specifically like my adolescence. Okay. I was like willing to work with you, you know. <laughs> uh, that she was tasting the disgusting. smell. And the, mm-hmm. No, but there are plenty of straight. I've been in L.A. and like I always complain about like straight men. I, I love that they brought this up in and just like that. Like you have one towel. You don't smell that mildew. You keep drying <laughs> off with that same towel. So it doesn't matter if you take a shower because you stink. Yeah, but yeah. hygiene and also uh, political beliefs, which is another mm, reference yeah. to and just like that. Yeah. What happened, you know, with with Andrew. I mean, what's his name? Anthony's date. So mm-hmm. those are the top two things that come to mind for me. Mine is definitely the uh, political views. Um, really? Then, now. When have you ever broken up with someone over political yeah, No, sure. not broken up. Let's I'd gone on a buck. date or like something where it was like a dinner. Oh, so it was more so recently before your last partner. Well, yeah, where it was like partner. something where I was like, oh, yeah, I just came from my radio station, blah, blah, blah. And then they said something inappropriate. And then yeah. I'm like, And they were Meh. like, queer. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> was a, like, yeah, I don't even want to get into what this person said. And then he's like, I love your argumentative ways. It's kind of a turn on. And he's like, can I kiss you now? Ew. Hey, what did you do? You let him kiss you, didn't Are you? Are you kidding? No. I said, no, this is not going to work out. <laughs> Raise your hand if you believe Shira. Um, joking, so, okay, so obviously there is a Reddit thread um, where obviously people are talking about this and someone actually posed this question, what's the most petty reason you stopped dating someone? And the responses are really all over the place. Oh, sure. And before we get into Ooh. those, I feel like... I haven't really ever broken up with someone over petty reasons. Like, it's always been, like, something that was, like, like intense. Like, valid. Um, But, you know, when it comes to just dating in general, like, I will not match with you if I see that you are 5'5". Yes, we've mm. talked about this. You know, that's before. just that is just me. And when it comes to the height, it's a very yeah. big thing. Um, And then also... I won't I won't really go out on a date with you if I look at your pictures and you have awful style. 
It's very yeah, Leo of you. I see that. <laughs> I don't want to. And sometimes I even think about like being like, oh, I can like you know, once I'll change them and I'll get them into like some really cute clothes. Uh-huh. But sometimes it's not worth it if I look at you and be like, oh, well, no, you shouldn't be going yeah. to anything wanting to change. You can't someone. change anyone. I, you can change a person's style. Yes, but you I'm must saying you shouldn't go. I used to wear hoodies all the time. You shouldn't well, yeah, go into something. And I met people who wanting to shows. change someone. Ryan and I actually have a mutual friend who is extremely shallow in the grossest ways, in my hmm. personal opinion. Ooh. I'm not saying their name on air. Say their No, I'll, t- I'll tell you. It's I'll a friend? Yeah, we have a mutual friend who is like, oh my God, that bottom tooth is a little crooked. You're disgusting <gasps> okay. type thing. Okay. And it's like, and I also, I should mention, speaking of cis straight men, I have an associate who Ryan knows who <laughs> drains me because his ideal woman is like these IG girls that he oh, don't yeah. have access to. I know to. a lot of yeah. those people too. So I always argue. I said, well, what do you bring to the table? Because if she has her option um, between you and one of Diddy's sons, she's going to go with, with Diddy. Who yeah, are you? Yeah, you should yeah. hang out with my housemate and talk to him. But anyway. Uh, but you it's know, so frustrating. You know, I have had moments so in relationships where if it's you know, depending on the moment or time of month, we'll all just stare at the person and I'll think of really petty reasons. You'll be reasons. like, you kind of ugly. Yeah, like really petty reasons <laughs> to break up. Like recently I was like, you think crypto's a Ponzi scheme? This isn't going to work out. That's your petty reason? <laughs> Crypto is a Ponzi scheme. I'm it sorry is. to let you know, but that's... GMA just honestly, did a segment on it. Honestly, I want to break up with you because how much you're into like NFTs. <laughs> this relationship is... When is it too late to say Happy New Year? <laughs> this That's song. your intro? What are they, I thought we had another song. This is, this is a New sign. Year song. I, th- what's, the, what's the other one we were going to play? <laughs> it was it's the choral version that they said, oh, let's do the it Sex and the, the City choir. version. I, this is the song. one from Sex and the City, the movie. What the hell? <laughs> All right. Well, ha- Happy New Year. Are you confused, Cheryl? <laughs> yeah, because we were going to play, you know, like, the, what's the traditional New Year yeah, song? Yeah, but we literally talked... Oh, thank you. Thank you, It's Justin. the same song. It's one not. is with the choir and one is with the soloist. I like the Same melody. <laughs> anyway. I mean, here's another straight woman taking... <laughs> Co-opting the news. <laughs> no, but we really did just have a conversation. Like, Shira, what planet were you on? We literally. I was just on the joking. planet of prepping. Here. Okay, we got three minutes. It's, let's talk. So, this. Uh, so, <laughs> one New Zealand morning show. I guess in New Zealand, they're just coming back from the New Year, right? Um, and so they said recently, starting this week, that, and I give them credit for taking that long of a vacation. We need some of that. You know, we're too, we work too hard here in America. But we do. Um, they came back saying Happy New Year. It's the end of January. Is it too late to say Happy New Year? Yes. I have some thoughts on this, but I'll go to you, Shar. Yes. Um, you know, we kind of softly talked about this hours ago when we were in our pre-production meeting. And I must say, I think that the absolute latest you should be saying Happy New Year is halfway into the month. I give you to January 15th. January 15th. After that, do not greet me in email or in person saying Happy New Year. It just feels like, okay, oh, okay, we, I get it. Yeah, because normally when you're greeting someone like a Happy New Year, you're also following up. Well, hopefully, hope you had a relaxing holiday. Exactly. And it's just like, that just makes no sense because we're past that and I'm already stressed out with everything going on in this year. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> so I agree with Shar in the sense of like, I think, it, you know, the first, after the second week, it's, it's a done deal. We are... At the end of January, ain't no need for you to be saying Happy New Year. <laughs> Here's to me. my take. I think if you January is the time because a lot of times you do see people like a lot of my uh, meetings that I have, my beginning of the year meetings might have 
happen at the end of January. I feel like as long as it's in the first month, you can say Happy New Year. Once it gets so, to February, it does feel me. a bit. So if you have a later. meeting yeah. on Monday mm-hmm. with people you hadn't seen yeah. or spoken to, y'all saying Happy New Year. I think Year. it's someone I haven't seen yet and it's someone I know. Like It's not just like a random person my fr- the first time I see this person. But if it's someone that on I... On this upcoming Monday. Yeah, I might say Happy New Year. Like I might say, I haven't seen you yet. I hope you're having a good New Year. That's different. That's different. (laughs) That is. That is different. I haven't seen you yet. I hope you're having a good New Year. It's totally different than Happy New Year. Just Happy New Year. Is it not? Am I losing my mind on the channel Q So here's the thing also. It's like we also brought this in. Okay. Deep discussions. Uh Um, (laughs) So uh, we also brought in birthdays, right? I think that you can say happy birthday if it's that month. Like for me... If someone's a Leo, yeah, like Leo or I'm a Taurus, you know, like if you're saying happy birthday that month of my birthday, after that month, it's kind of like you don't say happy birthday. Are you saying, yeah, happy, if it was like sometime near you haven't seen them, you say happy belated. Yeah, but happy I feel belated like belated a month later. No, no, no. Yeah, well, belated. That's belated. Excuse me. Yeah, I would say belated is like <laughs> maybe <laughs> later in the month. Excuse me. As the resident January baby in the studio, uh-huh. today is January 28th. If you're telling me happy birthday, I'm expecting a gift. My birthday was the second day of the month. Actually, why would Don't just wait. walk up to me talking happy birthday. No, you that is no. the gift. Sure. No. Yeah, saying happy birthday is it. the gift. Save it. Now too you're doing a little too much. If someone's just saying happy birthday to I was, now, I was they, on the wave with you, but now I've yeah, lost. No. They probably well, you, don't care well, about you, you enough to, to have a gift. You get to hop off because your birthday's at the end of the month. So Please. no one's walking up to you in August 20-something if saying happy birthday. If I haven't seen them, they're going to say happy belated for sure. Okay, belated's different. It's the same thing. No, if you tell me happy belated birthday, I'm not expecting anything happy birthday i'm expecting something that's just me don't walk up to me january 28th my birthday is january 2nd talk about happy birthday char because okay where's the where's the zell is it in zell or is, you, is it in your car you need a cash app because clearly you remembered it's my birthday so did you remember to or something what if something just popped up and like, yeah, they like just facebook now, Maybe they birth- just went and also facebook. that's a really big ask because your birthday is literally after the new year's Okay. So, of course, people, unless they're, like, really close friends, like, That's of course, insane. people are going to be like, oh, girl, I can't even remember what I actually did exactly. on the new to ring in the New Year's because I was no, so, like, I'm know. not trying to hear that because I remember everybody else's birthday, so I <laughs> don't give a damn. But you're just one of those. You'll, you, I don't give yeah, a damn. Yeah, you're one of those that remembers. Everyone, please... Text Char happy birthday Ever, right now. And, and I will say this here, and it, maybe it's the last time I'll say it okay. on this radio show. Happy New Year. We are wrapping up the show as we always do with our Yes Queen of the Day. Oh, yes Queen. It's very dramatic. You might recognize this music. <laughs> we, got a, we got a button now. I, yeah. I'm not saying it. I'm just laughing at your face because you was over there like. <laughs> <laughs> What's the button? Right. Like, right, right. Growing pains, now everybody. Now it's getting pains. awkward. <laughs> oh, goodness. So we are okay, playing ahead, the theme from The Young and the Restless because... History was just made on CBS's long-running soap opera and involves one of daytime TV's most beloved queer couples. Yes, on Thursday's episode of Y&R, a fan-favorite couple, Mariah, is set to propose to her girlfriend, Tessa, marking the first time in the series' history there has ever been a same-sex engagement. That's incredible. Bonus point if you know what top ten... So I'll give you a hint. This what? person is performing at the Super Bowl. Who sampled this theme song for the Young and Restless? Mary J. Blige. Woo! What song? Um, you just no more drama. Yes, that is true. Yes, she didn't get it right. We literally talked about it. I know. Beforehand. If we had not, but talked I remembered about it, it. I remember. She wouldn't have known. She I wouldn't just, have known. 
You she know, said, you know my short-term memory. Okay, this is all under false was, pretenses. No, this, this really is groundbreaking. <laughs> I'm not a soap opera girl. Are you, Ryan? Um, I used to be because it, it was a long tradition in my family to, uh, from my grandmother to my mom. Like, there's. I mean, I also used to watch Passions when I used to fake sick and want to stay at home <laughs> when not go to school. That was me with the court shows and you know, Jerry Springer. Like that, there was there's always something to it. And Young and Rest has been on forever. And also, one of the um, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills was on the Boat and Beautiful, and then I went over to Oh, um, that's you, Beast. Uh, yes, Elaine. Yeah. yeah Can yeah. we play the clip because it's really sweet? <laughs> Before you put the ring on your finger, there. Is something that I have been dying to ask for so long. Bear with me. <laughs> Tessa Porter, will you marry me? Yes. 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 Love my life. <laughs> well, that was sweet. So beautiful. <laughs> I also think, you know, I, it's always one of those things where I love seeing this type of representation. It's so important. Um, but I also do think it's kind of like a cop-out when it comes to, like, with women being, like, the ones leading kind of these historic moments because mm-hmm. I feel like it's more acceptable mm-hmm. in it's, most it's, yeah. it's more comfortable, yeah. for people to kind of accept It's definitely, women. I'm glad you said it, it's definitely a safer choice, especially because they both appear to be femme. Yeah. Like, there's no, there's no you know, yeah. it's, it's almost, mm, I'm, I don't know if this is problematic, but it also... It also kind of appeals to like that sexual fantasy oh, it when does, it comes to sure. two feminine women together. Yeah, so, yeah it yeah. makes it more. It makes it easier to digest. Uh huh. But I, I mean, this is still a beautiful moment. We it don't want to take away from it, but no. I do think when you're even highlighting these things and celebrating it, we still want to wish for more. Yes, always. Well, that's our yes queen of the day. Yes, queen. And that does it for our show today and for this week on Channel Q. Woo! woo what a good week. Yes, we appreciate you all for hanging out with us, being part of our family. Uh-huh, Again, uh-huh. Char, Giselle, at Char Says So, everywhere on social media. We love having you here on Fridays. Thank you, Shira Lazar and Ryan A. Mitchell. Yes, stick around. I enjoy being here. I was going to say, stick around on Sundays on Instagram with Char. Mm. Um, Sundays with Char. Oh, yeah, at noon Pacific Standard Time. Period. We're talking about freedom on Sunday. Oh, oh. come on. Happy right. Black History Month. As I say, come on here, you tell me. <laughs> it's the way to lead into it. I love it. One day I'm going to like try to, you know, join in. I saw it last Sunday. And you just like, should I? What did you do? You stayed on TikTok and was no, like, no, I, I was in the middle of stuff. That. No, I'm going to request, and, and you better invite me in. Okay. Just saying. Well, you okay. Know, some spaces are for you. No, listen. Sundays with Char is a space it's for everybody. Everyone. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, and uh, if you miss any of our shows or interviews, we post everything as a podcast. Just go to the Odyssey app or where podcasts are available and search Let's Go There. We are sending you love and light. And honey, remember to slay. Now stick around for more music tonight and all weekend long right here on Channel Q. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 